Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Got a bit of a cough? Maybe a slight temperature or even a scratchy throat? These are all symptoms that we've been advised are related to the COVID-19 coronavirus. But a lot of people are reporting that even though they're showing these symptoms, they're being turned away from testing facilities. The doctor told me it's very likely you have the coronavirus, but we're not allowed to test you. Today, we're going to find out why we're not all getting tested for a virus that we're being warned could change the world forever. Jenny has been really sick. It started when I got a bit of a headache, which turned into like a pain in my chest, which I originally thought I must have pulled my back or my chest, tried stretching, and then the next day I couldn't take a full breath in and felt some stabbing pains and just continued to get worse from there where I couldn't take a a full breath without a stabbing pain and a little bit of a dry cough, but it was mostly a headache and really sore chest to begin with. When I woke up a few days after feeling this way, I was working from home and I called the COVID-19 hotline. I was on hold for an hour and a half. And then when I got someone, they said, we're not even going to screen you for COVID because you've got chest and breathing issues. So this may be a heart attack. You need to go straight to the hospital and get an ambulance. They hung up on me and I had to go to the hospital immediately and was triaged because it was chest issues. And they ran some tests, did a chest x-ray, an ECG, and then they said, I've got a a virus. They couldn't tell me what the virus was, but it was so serious it caused lung inflammation. And I I asked, is this normal for a, a virus? And they said, no, not really, but you have a lot of symptoms of a virus. So they gave me painkillers and anti-inflammatory medication for the inflammation of the lungs. But despite this, she's been denied a test for the COVID-19 coronavirus. I had to bring up COVID-19 myself. It was quite strange as if no one wanted to kind of mention it, but everyone was wearing face masks and the teams were all split up to avoid the spread. So I said, look, can I get a test for COVID-19? And the nurse said to me, look, I would test you, but because you've told us you haven't been overseas or had contact with a confirmed case, we can't give you a test. And the doctor said, I'm not going to test you. It's probably not COVID-19. Don't worry about it. And I, I brought it up a few times and they kept saying, look, we can't test you, but don't worry about it. So I went home. Two days later, I woke up and I had a fever of about 38 and I started vomiting still couldn't breathe. I ended up calling around to go to a medical centre, found one that would let us in with face masks and quarantined us immediately. And the doctor told me, it's very likely you have the coronavirus, but we're not allowed to test you. It's pretty frustrating that a doctor who I go to regularly has told me, look, we're just not allowed to test you. She said, 
government seems to know it's in the community because I said, how are you supposed to know who's got the virus if you're not testing everyone? We already know it's in the community. And she said, how hands are completely tied. They're just trying to maintain it as much as possible. I'm a 29-year-old and they said, you're young and quite healthy, so the best thing for you to do would, would be to go home because it's a virus and we can't give you anything anyway but they just can't test everyone because they don't have enough tests and it's completely frustrating because I don't know who I may have given this to if I even have corona. My work is understandably freaking out. I can't see anyone. I've been in isolation since last week and it's just really frustrating that you hear things on the news that we don't have that many positive tests, but they ha- I don't think they have any idea really of how many people have it right now. Host of Mamma Mia's Get Me Pregnant podcast, Rachel Corbett, has been tested. Rach, what qualified you for a COVID-19 test? I got a call from New South Wales Health saying that I had been on a plane with somebody who had a confirmed case of COVID-19. But from what the lady told me, the person was about two rows back from me in the plane, but apparently that classified as close contact. And then when I told them that I had developed flu-like symptoms, they said, okay, you need to go in and get a test. So that's what qualified me. Before we go any further, have you got the results now? Yes, I do have the results and I'm negative. Woohoo! That's that's a relief. (laughs) So can you talk us through the process? How did it all work uh, from start to finish from the test being done to you getting that result? So once I got off the phone from New South Wales Health, they told me that I could go down to the emergency department of my local hospital and say that I had been told I had had close contact with someone with COVID-19 because obviously you can only qualify for a test if you meet the criteria. So I went down to the hospital. They had somebody sitting outside with the mask on and the full and the gloves and everything and they were basically asking people questions who were coming specifically for that test and once I qualified they told me to follow the green line away from the emergency department to another area of the hospital. I was patient number 76 for the day that they had tested and it was about three or four o'clock in the afternoon of that day and I went into an area, there were three people there, they did the blood pressure, the heart rate test filled in all my details and then I went through another couple of people as they got all of the information that they needed and finally into a room where I had the swab test. I want to encourage everybody to get the test but I'm going to say it's not pleasant at all. Like it was painful. They shoved it so far up my nose in both nostrils. But then they told me essentially I had to to go through life like I had COVID-19 until I got the result. And even then, if my result was negative, I still had to self-isolate. So they gave me a mask. I went home, went straight to my room, and I have basically been in my room for the last four days waiting for the results, which came back negative yesterday. And they texted me to let me know it's negative. If you're positive, they will call you, and then the contact becomes much more involved. But they text a negative result, and then you know you're not positive, but you still have to isolate. What's it been like isolating for you? Because you live in a house with housemates. Yeah, it <laughs> it's not been ideal, but it's also not been too bad. So I've actually had a lot of work to do, which has been good. So I haven't been going stir crazy. I've thanked the Lord many times, not that I'm a religious person, that I've had that to do because I think if I didn't have anything to do, living just in a room would be really, really difficult. I didn't really want to 
ask my roommates to cook for me for every meal. So I would just go out at three times a day into the kitchen. I had my own bowls, cups, plates, and my own section of the kitchen. I would go out there in rubber washing up gloves and a mask. And then at the end of cooking, I would basically get boiling water in my kitchen gloves and soap and rub everything down that I might've gone near or touched and then glue 20 everything. And then I would go back into my room for another five hours. So now that I've gotten a negative result, I still have to wear the mask. I can't go near my housemates, but I'm still kind of doing all of that anyway, but I'm just not wearing the rubber gloves around and I can't go outside until the two weeks of my quarantine is up. So why are they only testing people who've been overseas or who've been in recent contact with someone who's tested positive? Doesn't it make sense to test everyone so that even those who show no symptoms can quarantine and stop this thing from spreading? Dr Brad Mackay is a GP based in Sydney. Dr Brad, what's going on? Why aren't we testing all the people who are showing symptoms at least? Well, there's a very good question and the answer would be that we just don't have enough kits at the moment. We were promised that we would have lots and lots and lots of kits available early last week. We just really haven't seen them. We've just had a bit of radio silence. So we're, we're waiting. At this point of time, we're sort of trying to ration the kits that we have. And so uh, we're sort of targeting people who have fevers who have been overseas and been back in the last 14 days or for people who have had direct contact with somebody who's been positive for for coronavirus. So that's sort of like being in the same room with them for over an hour or so, or else if you've been talking to them and within close contact for more than 15 minutes. There are a lot of people who have symptoms of coronavirus who we just aren't testing. And I have lots of people coming into the clinic who are saying, look, um, I think I've got it. Can you test me? And according to the criteria that we have at the moment, we can't. So this is one of the major problems that we're having in Australia because we just don't know what is happening in the community at the moment. Last time I spoke to you, you said we had a shipment of these tests coming in, the Tuesday just gone. So what you're saying is that hasn't arrived and we have no update as to when it will? Well, I've been asking and trying to find out and uh, I have not heard anything more about it. So we still need a little bit more transparency with what's going on with those testing kits at the moment. If we had unlimited kits, would we still be testing the people we're testing or would we actually just test everybody? We would open up the criteria, and this is what the government has sort of hinted to this week. They've said that at the moment, yeah, we've shut down the borders, so we have far less people coming in from overseas. So those people are dwindling. So now we're really needing to focus on community spread. We hear it all the time with people saying, uh, like on on the TV, well, the vast majority of people are people who have come into the country from overseas. But yeah, that, those are the only people that we've been looking at. We don't know the amount of community spread. This is likely to be a much bigger problem, even at this point of time, than what we are prepared for or what we understand. They were even saying recently, uh, the deputy chief medical officer was saying that we've probably had cases even from January that have been in Australia. That was a surprise to everybody. And I've had patients coming in who have said, yeah, look, I had this 
weird, like even like late January or early February, I had this really weird like fever. It lasted for about a week. Never had anything like it before. Felt really tired. Had a bit of a sore throat and a cough. That was sort of before we actually had our first official case of coronavirus in the country. Just hearing more and more stories of, of these. So look, people could just have a weird cold or they could have had a flu. They think that it's coronavirus. We just don't know because we haven't been testing these people. If people do have any of these symptoms and think they have it but haven't been in contact with someone who's travelled overseas or who's tested positive, should they just put themselves into lockdown immediately? Well, everybody should really be in lockdown anyway at the moment. The government announcements are quite confused. Scott Morrison said, oh, well, yes, we're going to close shopping centres. And then later on in the the announcement, he said, oh, no, we're not closing shopping centres. We're just closing the food courts and shopping centres. And it was like, what? (laughs) What is going on? So often like people will congregate in shopping centres. So I don't know what, what the deal is there. In other countries, they've shut down everything except supermarkets so people can still get food and they haven't closed down pharmacies because people still need their medications, but they've closed down all the other retail stores. And I don't know why we could still go in and buy a pair of shoes, but we're still uh, able to, to congregate in the in the shopping centre. The whole thing is to try to stay at home as much as you can. Uh, it's trying to limit your contacts to your other household members. And if you are to meet up with a friend, Talk with them over Skype. If you have to meet up in person because you're going stir crazy at home, then organise to meet up at a park. Don't get within two metres of each other. Go for a walk or go for a run, but side by side. You can have a chat as you're walking around, but you're not wanting to hug, you're not wanting to kiss, you're not wanting to have any close contact with anybody else who's not in your family's household or uh, your housemates. Can you just talk us through how this virus has impacted you personally? What does your life look like now compared to what it did before all of this started? So as a health professional, I'm now seeing patients in a very different way from what I have before. So I've organised my room that my chairs are spread apart. Like I normally have my patient and their support persons sitting side by side. So now they're about two metres apart and two metres away from me. We're trying to pivot our clinic to be predominantly over the phone or over video call. And this is what general practices are trying to do across the board. The government has announced that by the 30th of March, we'll be able to see all patients for as many as possible over the phone. So you'd be able to to ring up or, or go online and book an appointment with your GP and just chat with them over the phone. And that's often what people are needing. Like People are needing advice or they might need some scripts for the usual medication. But we don't want people coming into the medical clinic if they really don't have to because clinics and hospitals are going to be a cesspool of coronavirus and you don't want to be sitting in a cesspool of coronavirus at this time. So the more we can keep you away from health services, the better it's going to be for everybody. Overnight, the testing criteria has been expanded to allow those who show symptoms like Jenny's but don't know if they've had contact with a confirmed case or return from overseas to be tested, also including healthcare and aged care workers and those from high-risk areas. But there aren't enough tests, just like there aren't enough masks or ventilators or other medical supplies that we desperately need in this time of COVID-19 chaos. We can't keep up with the demand right now, and according to experts, we aren't even close to reaching the peak of this in Australia. 
It's time to take this very seriously. Stay at home. Keep at least 1.5 metres away from everyone you come in contact with and accept that we'll have to make some major life changes right now in order to protect those people like your mum or dad or your grandparents, a lovely elderly lady in your street, the ones whose families could be told that they won't be receiving life-saving treatment because there aren't enough supplies and younger, healthier people will be saved first. Do the right thing by everyone, not just you. Thanks to the Quickie executive producer Melanie Tate and our audio producer Jacob Brown from Round Sound Music. If there's something going on in the world you want us to find an answer for, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. When we're in everyday normal life, it's already pretty difficult to keep anxiety at bay. Now, it's even harder for obvious reasons. If you're looking for something to do while you're in lockdown that will help you through this time, and when we get back to normal life, Mamma Mia has you covered. We've partnered with clinical psychologist Amanda Gordon to create the Anxiety Course. It's for anyone who suffers with anxiety or knows someone who has anxiety and wants to understand them better. In the Anxiety Course, you'll learn how to grow your confidence, identify your anxious triggers, and reclaim your life with simple and effective strategies. Find out more at theanxietycourse.com and use the promo code QUICKIE for 50% off.